Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. So you heard Adam Sandler won the Mark Twain Award, right? Uh, recently? It was this year, I believe, yeah? Uh, this year. Mark, yeah. This year's Mark Twain Award recipient. The highest award that somebody can be given in American comedy, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Oscars of comedians, right? Uh, and, uh, okay. More so, like a Lifetime Achievement Award at the Oscars. For I don't know. I'm going to say I do feel like Adam Sandler deserves a Mark Twain Award. <laughs> It is a little weird, though, considering I've never looked at any of Adam Sandler's content and been like, wow, that was really transformative. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like my perspective on life has changed after watching the fucking Cobbler. What was that movie he did with Method Man? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I always the ones oh, I think of on. like Happy Gilmore, Billy Madison, like, I'm smart, or you're smart, I'm stupid. I'm dumb, you're not, you're really good looking, and I'm ugly. And then Adam Sandler yes. just doing his voice. Yes, Adam Sandler did a movie in 2014 with Method Man called The Cobbler. Uh, <laughs> a cobbler, bored with his everyday life, stumbles upon a magical heirloom that allows him to become other people and see what the world is like in a different way. Right, uh, this movie also, like I said, features Method Man as well as Steve Buscemi because, like, every Adam Sandler movie has Steve Buscemi in it. God bless Steve Buscemi, though. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, God bless Steve Buscemi. He's, he, he's he also showed up to 9 11, like, and was like, Yo, where, where's the smoke? I mean, obviously, because he knew where the smoke was, yeah, um, because it's 9 11. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he offered a helping hand, yeah, yeah, unlike, unlike. Rudy Giuliani. You, you cut me off. I was gonna say Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Donald Trump works too. Who who showed up afterwards? Like now, I mean, <laughs> I feel like that's not fair to Rudy Giuliani because I feel like you know he was there like at that time. Yeah, he's not all there now. You know what I love? Method Man's IMDb has him listed as Method Man. It is not his like real as name. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you mean like his IMDb? It just, yeah. It's Method Man. No, I'm looking at the cobbler right now in the cast, and it says Method Man as Leon. for, like, RZA and everybody? I'm almost certain. Ice Cube. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, let's see. Do we do... I feel like it's got to be Ice Cube, right? Because that's... Yep. Yeah, as soon as I typed in yeah. Ice, it was, like, Ice Cube. Oh, what about Ice T, though? Yep, nope, it's Ice T. I was about to say, like, honestly, I don't... It's O'Shea Jackson, right? That's his real name? Yeah. The only reason I know that is because his son goes by His O'Shea son's Jackson. name is O'Shea... The only reason I know that Ice Cube's real name is O'Shea Jackson. But I kind of feel that, though, right? It's like, if that's already the branding, then why not just keep the branding going? All right, now, all right. List off famous rappers, and I will respond if I know their real name. And if I has have to hesitate, that proves the point. Anyway. Ooh, Bow Wow. Bow Wow. Snoop Dogg. Uh, Calvin Brodus. Oh, good. Okay. All right. Um, Waka Flocka. 
<laughs> it's fine. I don't know Waka Flocka's real name either. Uh, T.I. Uh, it's his initials, but I don't know his real name. No, it's not his initials. All right, but no, I don't T.I.'s know. real name is Clifford. Clifford okay. Harris. <laughs> uh, DMX. I don't know DMX's real name. Earl Simmons. Jay-Z. Uh, Sean Carter. Sean Carter, yes. <laughs> Diddy is Sean Combs. Yes, right? yes, yeah. yes. Um, 50 is Curtis Jackson. I mean, that's Curtis. Kendrick Lamar is saying that. <laughs> J. Cole. No. Kendrick Lamar Duckworth. Jermaine Cole. Woo! This boy don't miss. <laughs> What's Doja Cat real name? Bitch, she's a cow. <laughs> I feel like Doja Cat would have laughed at that. <laughs> her real name is Amala. I'm not gonna pronounce her actual real name. That, that's a that's a fucking like trick question because her real name is like wild as shit. It's like Amala Renata uh, Zendalala Diamarinini uh, or some shit like that. Um, I I butchered the fuck out of it, but yeah, it's like Zendala Menorama. She's got Zendala like Panini. She's got like four names. Anyway, Adam Sandler won a Mark 24. <laughs> Tell me how you feel about this. Uh, this winners. No, that's what I'm like saying. John Stewart. Yeah. Dave Chappelle. Bob Hope. No, that's Mary what I'm Tyler saying. Moore. Like, I've never, I've never watched an Adam Sandler movie and felt like I've been, like, it's been transformative for me. I've never walked away from an Adam Sandler movie and been like, oh, that's changed my perception. Like, even 51st Dates, right? Like, as far as rom-coms go. Right, um, I feel like it is the most plausible rom-com of all the rom-coms, right? Because all rom-coms are gaslighting, 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 and a little bit of Stockholm Central, right? Uh, um, 51st Dates, however, is like the most reasonable one out of all of those because like she's literally got, uh, not dementia, but uh, what is it? Um, the inability to develop long-term memory. Yeah, what is it when you lose your amnesia? amnesia. Like, yeah, yeah, she's got like daily onset amnesia, right? <laughs> so <laughs> you can you can gaslight that girl, right? Like you can love bomb the fuck out of her, With like because you you literally have to love bomb the fuck out of her because Otherwise she it won't, doesn't work. Yeah, she won't remember it, right? Like, which is why the, like the last scene is really cute though. Like she watches the video and then they see the car crash and she has like the little violin. He's like, but it's okay. You're no, Can You're we talk this about? Can we talk about the absurdity though of Adam Sandler building his career off of rom coms though? Because when you think about it, when you think about it, The Wedding Singer, right? I was uh, gonna say like pre Judd Apatow the, comedies. Yeah, and The Wedding Singer. Um, even even Happy Gilmore is kind of kind of like a rom com. Billy Madison a little bit. is weirdly a rom com. A little bit. A little bit, right? Like Mr. Deeds, they're Big Daddy. Yeah. Uh, okay. So to prove my point, right? Like Adam these Sandler. That are Scott, these he made. I, 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 whole time. Hot take. Hot take. Adam Sandler built his career off of making rom coms for men. He's on fire. Because a lot of men would look at those as rom coms. Yeah, dude. Right? Because Adam Sandler plays like. This goofy but lovable fuck up kind of character, He's which. He's a very subversive artist in that regard, <laughs> creating his own new genre. 
people Big are like, Daddy. oh, it's an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> Big Daddy's like, no. a great one, too. Dude, I so, totally feel like, yeah, no, okay, here's here's my island. My island is that Adam Sandler um, subvertively made rom-coms for men, and you guys... <laughs> And haven't caught up to it yet, but the level of awareness is rising up and crashing through. Thanks to yours truly, Doc and Ziggy, and we are the your favorite weekly pop culture digest, bringing you our pop perspective, to put the culture in context, and make the mainstream make, make sense. sense. Because if we do not make sense, we do not make dollars. Holla! And just in case, if you don't know, now you know. That's right. We are your favorite weekly pop culture digest, bringing you all of the latest headlines and hot takes to get you in check so you can keep that water cooler conversation rolling right along. And usually we like to start with... This week's hit on the algorithm is... First person shooter. Actually, this, this for real this time. For like, real this time. Yeah, like I know last week it was our, our hit on the algorithm, but this week's number one on the billboard chart is literally... So this literally... means Drake has tied Michael. Officially, actually, just has Michael. officially tied Michael, um, and and to some people's dismay, uh, may probably surpass Michael at this point, uh, because on the I don't, of J. Cole, I don't give a fuck. Uh, featuring Yeet is at number two. Virginia Beach is at number three. Doja Cat's Paint the Town Red is at number four. But Calling for You featuring 21 Savage by Drake is at number five. Um, Slime You Out is number six. SZA is at number seven. Motherfucker did it. Daylight is at number eight. Taylor Swift's Cruel Summer is at number nine. And Fear of Heights is at number ten. Drake is all over the fucking billboard like, I can't with that fucker did it and I still don't look at him the same way I look with at that mid-ass album that mid-ass uh, album you should thank J. Cole I'm I'm just <laughs> listen that I'm, song is not a number one hit without J. Cole it's not nobody nobody makes a mid-album like Aubrey um, <laughs> he's never he's never gonna come on the pod now I did he's say, never gonna come on the flood to go back um, other Mark Twain Award winners: Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, John Stewart, Carol Burnett, or Carol Burnett, Tina Fey, Richard Pryor, Ellen DeGeneres, Jay Leno, Neil Simon, George Carlin, Billy Crystal, Lorne Mark, uh, Lorne Michaels, Lily Tomlin, Whoopi Goldberg, Julia Louis Dreyfus, Steve Martin, Bob Newhart, David Letterman, Will Ferrell, Bill Cosby, Bill Murray. Does Lorne Michaels actually write comedy? Or did he just win one for putting together one of the best, like, comedy group outlets of all time? I would probably say that and being able to keep it on air for 50 years. I mean, yeah, I'm not taking away... I wasn't trying to, like, belittle him, just like I wasn't trying to belittle Adam Sandler either, right? Like, just because Adam Sandler is not transformative in his comedy... Lorne Michaels is great! At curating features. Like DJ Khaled? Uh, like Drake? Yo, no, like DJ Khaled. Lauren Michael is the DJ Khaled of comedy, right? Like, it's, it's another Saturday. 
bro um yeah no i get that right and like that's why as cringe as dj khaled can be i still have to give him his flowers when it comes to hip-hop right because he has been able to put together these collectives of artists that make great music right which i feel like you know lots of rock producers go on to do in their older years and get credit for producing great tracks right but like we don't for some reason we want to like shit on like hip-hop artists for doing that right um when it is like a collective industry it's not just the rappers it is the producers right like as krs1 would tell you if you don't know who krs1 is go ahead and google it right uh <laughs> five pillars right four pillars four pillars four four pillars it's four pillars in this shit right is b-boy is breaking it's graffiti it's djing and it's MCing. right they all come together as a collective like voltron to put that funk in your motherfucking system and anyway it happens to be the head anyway um but how do you feel about putting so Adam sandler in that group with I, like i said like chappelle stewart carol burnett Tina Fey, Richard Pryor, Billy Crystal, uh, Whoopi Goldberg, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Do you think he feel? Do you feel like he belongs? Uh, yeah, I I personally feel like that list is missing some color, um, some seasoning, right? You know, uh, <laughs> Eddie and Dave. You got Eddie. You got Dave. Dave. You got Richard Pryor. Rich. You got, okay. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay. You got uh, Bill Cosby. Uh, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Bill Cosby. Which I feel like we could. You know, this, this, this. That's a little. That's a controversial pick. You know, I feel like there's the work some, of Bill Cosby. Some other comedians we could throw in there. I don't feel like Adam being included in that list. You know, with. Bill Murray, because I don't, I don't personally see what Bill Murray's done that's been that transformative either, right? <laughs> like, yeah, if Bill Murray can be on that list, then Adam could be on, totally be on that list, so because other- Bill Murray didn't fucking build his career on subverting fucking rom coms, <laughs> right? Like, you are now making the case that like Adam Sandler is actually like the most significant comedic figure for subverting an entire genre to the point where nobody even recognizes it for 30 years? No, what I'm saying is, is Adam Sandler did to comedy what Joe Rogan did to philosophy. Don't do that, Adam Sandler. It's not a dig. It's not a dig, right? Because even though Joe Rogan promotes, uh, you know, right-wing figures a lot more often than he does left-wing figures, although he claims to be more left-wing libertarian, right? It still doesn't mean that he didn't inspire a generation of young men to think intellectually the direction in which he pushed them to think intellectually um is questionable but he still inspired a generation to critically think okay. uh to a degree so who are to some a degree other people you um, would think deserve mark twain awards nowadays trey parker and matt stone Yes, absolutely. Um, I would argue that Childish Gambino probably is on the track for a Mark Twain award, if not already. I mean, Atlanta is a fucking masterpiece. Here's one. Also, Jamie Foxx. Give that man his flowers before he has another medical incident on us. Hold on, let me push back on this. Just a little, just a little. 
I love Jamie. I think Jamie's hilarious. You know, I think he's like the most talented person on the planet. But it's almost like... I feel like you wouldn't be making this argument if you had actually seen any of Jamie Foxx's stand-ups. Have you seen his stand You have seen him? great, but the thing is, it's like... If you give him the comedy award, I feel like Jamie's so talented, you have to give him every other Lifetime Achievement Award. Yes, we should, because Jamie like is that... Like the Grammy Lifetime yeah, Achievement yeah. Award, even he though is that just like... I feel like, hold on, because I, I kind of feel like Jamie might have a Grammy, though, but... <laughs> he might have one for Gold Digger. Jamie Foxx won a Grammy for Blame It on the Alcohol. Best R&B duo with T-Pain. <laughs> what about yeah. um, some other people to... Uh... All right, how about this? Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson I, has presented at at least. Two I of the feel Martin like Awards. Pete Davidson is cosplaying as Zoomer Adam Sandler, and it's working for him. I don't. I haven't consumed enough of Pete's content yet for the push to give him a Mark Twain award. Okay, so now um, I'm gonna run through some late night hosts. Seth Meyers. Ooh, Matt Groening. Matt Groening does deserve one. If for people who don't know, creator of The Simpsons and Futurama. Yeah, Matt Groening definitely deserves one. Um, I feel like, begrudgingly, I have to say Seth MacFarlane deserves one. Um, yeah. Because, not not really begrudgingly, but it's, be, it's because Family Guy has become so, like, industrial. Like, it just yeah. feels, like, very, like, formulaic, right? But it's because the formula that Seth MacFarlane it's perfected. It's so obvious that South Park made fun of it. it, it but it's because he perfected a formula yeah. that really works, like pop music. Like, Seth MacFarlane yeah, is like... Yeah, put a bunch of ideas into a pool and you have a bunch of dolphins, like, <laughs> knock some up. <laughs> Combine them. It's not fair. It's not fair, but because, like, we all loved Family Guy in the beginning, right? It is when, it's when he started doing The Cleveland Show yeah, and An American Dad and, like, all of those spinoffs that we were like, oh, so this formula fits everywhere, right? Okay, so what about other late night hosts? Uh, Seth Meyers. Conan O'Brien. Conan O'Brien deserves one. Colbert. I feel like at this point, Colbert definitely deserves Jimmy one. Jimmy Kimmel. Right? I, I, I don't... I don't think so. I don't know. I I'm don't not trying so. to be disrespectful to Jimmy, I right? Kimmel. I love Kimmel, yeah. but the thing is, I feel like Kimmel would probably have to do like more stand-up instead of just being like... Like, the thing is, is I was looking through this, and I mean, I don't think this is the exhaustive oh. list. And I see Jay Leno with David Letterman, but you know who I don't see? Johnny Carson. Larry Wilmore. Uh, Come on. I could see Larry getting in there. The PJs, um, uh, the Bernie Mac, the Bernie show. Mac show. Early Blackish. Right, um, like, I mean, Larry. In color. Yeah, Larry Wilmore it has been behind the scenes. And I mean, as far as that's concerned, I'm surprised. <laughs> And yeah, I get it. Maybe, maybe it's because it's lowbrow, but I'm honestly surprised, like, Keenan Ivory Wayans hasn't won uh, a Mark Twain award. Hold John on. Apatow. Hold on. I, I, well, I mean, I'm kind of mad that you just left the Keenan Ivory Wayans discussion on the table, right? Because, um, like... The key, I mean, the Wayans Brothers almost look as, a, like, a collective. Right, but I, I at the 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 head of that family though and like the guy that started that empire would be keenan right the guy yeah. that started in living color um and i even though the i don't feel like the wayans get a really fair shake 
in comedy, right? Because a lot of their comedy is on the more uh, clownish, cartoonish sense. And some people, even on like the, the blackity black side, right? Like it's looked at as like coonery buffoonery sometimes what they do. Um, but the way that they like, the way they rebooted or like rebranded and reinvigorated the spoof genre it should and I feel like will be like studied later on when uh, film buffs get over how bad uh, fucking disaster movie was <laughs> right but they had no they had no uh, hand in that as a matter of fact they gave all of that up after what scary movie 3 yeah, yeah and as a matter of fact the script for Scary Movie 3 was stolen from them, if I remember correctly, right? Like, they had no hand in the production of that movie, but the script was theirs. The screen... So definitely remember Sean and Marlon in Scary Movie. Uh, yeah, no, they were in Scary Movie 1 and 2. I don't remember if they were in Scary Movie 3 or not. Um, the uh, first recipient of the Mark Twain Award Prize was... Richard Pryor. That was the first Mark Twain Award Followed recipient? Followed by Jonathan Winters, and then Kyle okay. Rayner, okay. and then Kyle Reiner, and then Whoopi Goldberg. I feel like Mark Twain would have been okay with it, right? Like, I feel like Mark Twain would have fucked with Richard Pryor heavy. Absolutely! I feel like they would have done coke together, and then- I feel like those two, like, imagine if Richard Pryor, as like a ghost, like, over top of Mark Twain while he's writing Huck Finn, and Richard Pryor just like, Nah, use the N-word. That's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> I feel He's like, like, are you sure, Rich? He's like, yeah, use the N-word. Right there. It'll be fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> That's real, though. Uh, <laughs> it made me think of Big Mouth and um, how uh, whatchamacallit is always going up in the attic to talk to <laughs> is it Andrew? Uh, Andrew is always going up in the attic to talk to the ghost of Duke Ellington. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just the ghost of fucking Richard Pryor and uh, fucking Mark, Mark Twain, Twain doing coke on a fictional <laughs> riverboat. <laughs> One time. <laughs> Rich, what do you think I should say there? Uh, how long has it been since you used I don't know. Use the Edward. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't tell you, Mark. I've done too much coke. I've done so much coke, my dick don't even work no more. Yeah, we, uh, you really do get the best shit up the piss right here. Woo. Meanwhile, Paul Use Mooney. Use word again. <laughs> Paul Mooney in the background going. <laughs> Rich, why are you hanging out with these white people? You know he wrote a book with the N-word in it like 90 like times. That. I told him to put it in there. <laughs> I told him to do this. It's hilarious, don't you think? From the future to the past, I went to the, from the future, I went to the past and told Mark Twain to put nigga all throughout. <laughs> that fucking Huckleberry Finn book. I, I thought it would make white people so uncomfortable. <laughs> and it did. One of my favorite, one of my favorite microaggressions ever was being asked to read all of the N-word parts when we read Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. Dog, it's, it's great. Cause you know, 
as as a kid, I'm just like, oh yeah, this is great. I get to say nigga in front of all these white people, right? <laughs> With all my whole chest. And then as you get older, you're like, damn, it's fuck. It's kind of fucked up that they made me read all the nigga parts in that book, isn't it? I was really, you know, it didn't hit me until years later that me talking about the book with my family and saying in Jun Joe, I'm like, oh, that's a racial slur. Yeah. Engine? Engine? Engine Joe? I'm like, oh. Number nine. <sighs> Listen, I feel like the uh, Jordan Peele, right? Like, uh, at. I mean, I don't. I feel like you would need to give it to Keith and Peel Peele together. Can you give a comedy, joint like, award? Yeah, like that's the other thing. So, somebody can be amazing at comedy, but not like deserve to get a Mark Twain award because that's not like where they right. make their career. Right. Like if Jordan Peele doesn't make another comedy for the rest of his career, that's fine. He's a, a fantastic director. All of his suspense work is incredible. But regardless of how good Key and Peele is. If he only did that for like 10 years of his 50-year career, I'm not going to give him a Mark Twain award for that. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, so, like, the he whole... He get a de facto championship ring, The whole, not a Mark Twain award. The whole premise of this discussion was, does Adam Sandler, who we both can argue has not really made transformative comedy, has he had some transformative performances? Yes. But there's, a, on the level of, like, Mark Twain, like, social criticism, like, really, like, satire level, I mean, come I mean, on, the, Ridiculous the Six. Other winners here, like... Come on, The Ridiculous Six is, like, top ten on the, like, 52 worst movies on Rotten Tomatoes, and dog. And we're also putting him in company with, like, Bob Newhart, Lily Tomlin... Steve Martin, Neil Simon. He is also in the bottom running with Jim Carrey for Dark Crimes. Uh, he's down there with The Last Days of American Crime, a Netflix-only joint, right? Uh, National Lampoon's Gold Diggers, a series that started out as a great satirical, like, uh, a great... You will be happy to know that despite Rob Schneider and David Spade being there to present for multiple people, neither one of them has that award. So. <laughs> However, Eddie Murphy is also on this list of like worst movies ever according to Rotten Tomatoes with uh, bombs such as A Thousand Words, um, which only uh, has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, did make 18 million at the box office though because i mean it's eddie murphy right yeah um the worst movie on this list was police academy 4 though <laughs> so and i don't think anybody from police academy 4 has a mark twain award no um also though i would probably add tina fey to that list not deserving of a... No, no, that deserves Mark Twain award. Oh, she has one. Oh, she does? Oh, she okay, I missed that. She My has bad. a Mark Twain yeah, award. Yeah. I was gonna... It would be... It would kind of be, like, uh, miss, an injustice if Tina Fey did I, I will go through one, it right? one more time. Um, you don't... No, you don't. You don't, you don't need to go... You don't need to go through it. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Uh, Tina Fey got hers in 2010. I gotta do it. <laughs> Tina Fey got hers in 2010. Uh, will Ferrell got one. I feel like Will Ferrell definitely deserves one. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that Julia Louis-Dreyfus has one. Carol Burnett, as we, they, they've definitely honored the the old the old guard when it comes to comedy as well. 
so they did reach back and, and posthumously acknowledge uh, some very important comedians and comedic minds. With However, um, Cosby's Mark Twain Award has since been rescinded, by the way. And with that being said, I think we're going to take a quick little break and then we'll be right back at you guys with some of this week's hits on our algorithm, including a discussion on why Spotify is eating the music industry, a family that has sparked some debate over their Halloween tradition, a couple more little spooky stories from and around the web. me hyping up Doc to do some more stand-up because he just did it for the second time. Yeah, but we'll get back into all of that right after this break and if you want more of that check in i remember thinking how can i bring a child into a world like this how can how can a person grow up with all this around them we welcome back. back welcome back back again zig and doc tell a friend <laughs> That's right. Twice so, a week, twice a week, twice a week, three times a week, if I get the editing done in China. At the flood pod on everything. And that's on everything. We're back. And we are currently at the tail end of the official beginning of spooky season because if you ask me, spooky season goes all the way up until Christmas. I am not one of those people who is going to allow Christmas to monopolize the spooky fall season and for winter me goes season. Spooky season all the way up until the end of our lives because time is a construct that constantly trips away. As spooky we all season goes all the way up until December twentieth, right? Yeah, and I mean because you know, I'm not to say that the beginning uh, or the birth of christ isn't spooky because the world would say it's pretty horrific it is pretty spooky um you know considering what actually goes on to happen spoiler alert colonization <laughs> um oh i was thinking about him getting nailed to the cross but <laughs> that too and colonization but but we Only are the podcast where we say everything is at the fault of the 1600s. I mean, because it kind of is. Everything is a product of capitalism. And speaking of products of capitalism, Halloween is upon <laughs> us. <laughs> By the time you guys are hearing this episode, we will be at the doors of American Children's favorite a second favorite holiday it's probably favorite holiday. i love halloween aside from christmas yeah. right I um, love halloween. because the only halloween. thing that is better than gifts is bothering strangers for candy uh <laughs> who doesn't love dressing up in strange costumes it's and one, knocking on your neighbor's doors everyone can dress super slutty and I mean everyone, and nobody can say a thing. <laughs> it's also the one day you, you can knock on your neighbor's door and knock it shot. Uh, because let's Most not... Most neighbors. Yeah, let's not forget that that happened this year. Um, but in more disturbing news, a family in Utah has recently sparked internet debate over their Halloween tradition in which... Um, <laughs> uh, We'll go to Unilad for the uh, article, right? A family in Utah divided social media users by explaining their tradition that they have called the Switch Witch. Cute name. Nice. Um, 
Sharing a video on how the tradition works, the family explained that the daughter would go trick-or-treating for Halloween and collect candy like millions of other kids, but with one twist, right? Uh, rather than keeping all the candy, she is allowed to keep five pieces and put the rest in a small plastic basket that is then placed on their front door porch. The next morning, the sweets are replaced with a toy for their daughter to keep. Um, how do you feel about that? I have many questions. Many? Many. Questions? I is feel like that was pretty. Toy? Huh? Is it a predetermined toy? Does this daughter get a choice of the toy from which they will be trading their candy for? I feel like... This is important. <laughs> I feel now like... I need to know. Does if... this daughter know what toy they are trading all of their candy for? Do you know... The how much... Man? Do you know how much money you're trading your tooth for when you put your tooth under your pillow for the tooth fairy? Because I feel like, you know, that varies throughout, uh, you know, classes or, 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 you know, your friend group, right? Like, how much money did you get for a tooth? Depended on the tooth. It depended on the age. I actually kept track. Uh, the amount, the value per tooth would increase as the older I got. However, uh, teeth now, uh, for me, are a lot more expensive to the point where I have to use dental insurance. I never personally got any more than a dollar, and I don't feel like, I feel like the older I got, the less money I got for teeth. Um, I do know people who would get like $5 per tooth, though, according to them, I mean, kids lie all the time, right? So like, we can, we can take that for, with a grain of salt, but I have encountered somebody who, you, you got $5? I would get did you excuse me what yeah it, no say that again loud yeah, I, would, I would get like 20 bucks wow bro wow wow ladies and gentlemen you heard that with your own ears our very own zig is a product of white privilege <laughs> 20 dollars that's a shocker <laughs> Twenty dollars a tooth, my nigga. That's crazy. Yeah, I pulled that shit out when it came down to it. I was like, oh, it's loose. Yeah, uh, I would be fucking wrecking my teeth at twenty dollars a tooth. Are you kidding me? What the fuck? You could start a nice little fucking like a nice little penny stock investment. You could buy. You could probably buy some Bitcoin at that rate. How many teeth you have in your mouth? What is it like? Thirty-two. Uh, I don't know. I just got a crown done. So hold on, because I, I way probably... on the back on my farthest back tooth, just got a crown done. It's weird. You ever had a crown? It's just like, oh look, this one tooth is really smooth. I was right. It's thirty-two fucking teeth. Ding ding ding. Point for Doc. Uh, <laughs> yes. 32 teeth in your mouth. Um, so back to the story though. Uh, this sparked all kinds of debate on Does the internet. Does she know what toy she is getting? Oh, so as we were saying, if you are, if these are good parents, and I feel like based on their creativity, I will give them, um, at least I will I will give them the grace of being self, not self-aware, but being active in, like, their child's lives. Okay, here's right? another question. Um, they tell the daughter about this deal before trick-or-treating or after? It seems like this is a tradition that they've had in their family for a while. Um, they said 
It is a way to let their daughter enjoy every bit of Halloween without eating tons of candy. You get the fun of it and you give your witch a name, right? So it's like the elf on the shelf, but for Halloween, right? And, and, uh, you know, the daughter doesn't overconsume all kinds of candy, which <laughs> I don't know if you're keeping up with, but American candy is already full of carcinogens and oh, things yeah, no, that like make Skittles, Skittles are poisonous. Yeah, California just banned it like makes me really upset because yeah. sour Skittles are like my favorite yeah. candy. California just it became one of the first states to ban the min some of the many ingredients in Skittles that are like fucking toxic, absolutely toxic. A vitter uh vinegar a video uh went viral on TikTok just recently of a UK citizen going through their grocery stores and showing all of the warning labels that come on um, attached to American candy, dude. And it's like, what are we doing? For years, for years, everybody outside the US has been like, hey, yo, y'all food is fucking bananas. What is Cheese Whiz, my nigga? What is that <laughs> shit? Did you eat Cheese Whiz growing up? Me? No. 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 Okay. You're like, hey, look, I'm white, but I'm not. I'm not cheese was white. <laughs> no, we had like four different kinds of cheese, freshly sliced in jelly. <clears throat> yeah, you're like, no, no. My my parents were like cheese, like cheese connoisseur white, like <laughs> not 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 trashy Pauly Shore white. White Irish cheddar is delicious. Hey, hey, shout out to fine aged cheddar, my nigga. <laughs> Hit the cash register. What you're saying is you you like this idea, but you want to know how much I, I, involvement I to, I the child these, these has in it. Answered. Did the daughter know about it beforehand? From what I'm gathering, yes. Because lots of people online are like, why not just teach the child about moderation? Like there were there were quite a few people online who were upset about this, according to the Unilet article, right? Like people were chiming in and being like, oh my god, it's one day a year, just let the kid live a little bit, See, right? Like. I would actually be more intrigued by the toy. I mean, the concept of trading. No, like, all right, like if I had to be capital, hold on. If I had to be capitalist for a minute, right? Like the concept of collecting money or collecting money, right? Hold, I, I, I'm slipping a little bit, right? But like the concept of collecting candy and then trading it for a greater investment, right? Like you now you're instilling a sense of capital into the child at an early rate, right? Like she worked all night for that and she potentially gets, you know, a reward of for her investment. See, and this is how you become a, a vindictive parent without being vindictive. You end up like rating the level of candy that they got because my next question is, what happens to all of this excess candy? Well, the answer, I, okay. it goes to the parents. Okay, I need to mention, too. I don't know if I mentioned earlier. I, I might have forgot this. Uh, she gets to keep five pieces, yes. right? She does get to keep five pieces that she gets to pick out herself, and then she trades the rest of the candy in, in the bucket that she puts out on the front door in the morning for a toy. Five pieces is a little wild to me, right? Yeah. Uh, but I am also a product of American consumerism, 
right? Um, and we didn't you know, with urban, we were urban cases. American, yeah, 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 dog. That we was, we look, we was cleaning out multiple neighborhoods, apartment complexes, like. It is like we was getting it. You have never seen kids go so hood so quick when there was a grab and go. Bro, like Halloween now sucks. There's like a curfew for that shit. Uh, there's a cutoff age. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. Maybe I'm having like a Mandela moment. But I feel like there were plenty of times where like we was out. Like it, at least in my later years, like from like nine to like. 14 we would be out it felt like till 11 o'clock yeah. at night yeah. maybe even not 12 o'clock that's too late to be knocking on people's doors right yeah, but no, it we just we were out till like 11 because there were also people who used halloween as like an excuse to have barbecues yeah right. halloween used to be like much more of a spectacle in america than it is now and i i don't know if it's because of like you know the helicopter parent movement and everything but it's i mean people also it's people is weird now niggas is weird now let's just be real like it i i i do feel like this is one of those nostalgia things that is is real and it's not just a nostalgia mirage right like back in the day even though the 90s was a dangerous time like you could just let your kids wander around even though like (laughs) yeah like and everybody was like blissfully ignorant like i do feel like we was outside cooking on halloween dog and our parents were like it's fine and then there's like been some resurgence of the joke about the public service announcement that came on in like the late 80s early 90s no no like do you know where you're punk band by the way razor blade candy would be a great punk band it's 10 o'clock do you know where your kids are like would be a great <laughs> album name for Razorblade candy no there used to be a, a commercial that would come on i need to make a band now Razorblade candy there used to be Debut a commercial that would come on <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night and it would be like it's 10 o'clock do you know where your kids are right and i'm like damn yo 80s parents had to be reminded that they had kids and to check up on them son that's, and, and that's that's crazy that would also to be me a great intro for like a lo-fi thing it's 10 o'clock where the kids are. You mean like vaporwave? That's like a vaporwave intro. That's not a lo-fi intro. Um, I totally, but like nowadays, yeah, like trick or treating is done by like ten o'clock max. It is weird, like so. eight o'clock, eight o'clock in some neighborhoods, especially like if your neighborhoods are stuffy and nobody, like people aren't giving out. Like it, it's inflation, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm really like waiting to see what kind of like loot my son comes back home with this Halloween because like with the way inflation is going, I can only imagine. Like when we worked at CVS. Then fucking big bags of like Halloween oh, candy yes. would still go for like ten bucks. Yeah. Nowadays, it's like then you looking at like fifteen dollars for them little handout bags, and these motherfuckers is ruthless, my, my nigga. Last year, we went trick or treating and we put a take a piece, but uh bowl out. We came back because oh, you yeah. Oh no, absolutely. I knew it. I knew the second we left the house, right? Cuz I seen the crowd walk up and it was a bunch of preteens. 
And it's not teenagers you gotta worry about. It's the motherfucking preteens. Now it's the it's, it's the, the fucking thirteen year olds. Yeah, eleven yeah, eleven to fourteen. Them motherfuckers is they assholes, dog. And, they, and the second they see free candy, they like, oh that bucket's gotta go. Yep. I, nope. I saw Guilty. I, Guilty. I saw I, a, I am guilty. I saw a TikTok video where a bunch of teens thought they was about to G off on a uh, take a piece bucket. Uh, and the dude came out on the ring camera, right? And was like, hey, hey, I know y'all can read, right? Like, let's not be jerks. <laughs> oh uh, i thought that was gonna end with him walking out with a gun no oh no no <laughs> no not this time but yeah, i this do guy's just protecting his take a piece <clears throat> candy bucket with a fucking ar i mean this is america right but i do oh, have America. speaking of ring the doorbell video camera company is launching a contest offering one million dollars for evidence of aliens that's right the popular doorbell camera brand is offering a large cash sum to anyone who can capture evidence of extraterrestrials this on their camera on their ring doorbell camera yes okay but you all right all right this is already fucked The contest. Why immediately after you're done? The contest, which is being launched as a part of the uh, the firm's Halloween celebration, will run from now until November third. Because as I stated earlier in the episode, spooky season is not just October; it's all the way through December. Uh, <laughs> because it's dark until Jesus is born. And <laughs> each entry will be required to provide scientific evidence of extraterrestrials in order to potentially qualify for the sizable $1 million prize. Um, the competition is clearly intended to be tongue-in-cheek, right? But in meaning that the entries are likely to be awarded based on more entertainment value than anything else according to the unexplained mysteries article <laughs> entrance must submit scientific evidence documenting extraterrestrials before the end of the promotional period all right so i'm gonna poke a million holes in yeah. this right away right i'm yeah. just gonna blow a giant hole in it right away for starters great has to be caught captured on your ring camera on your ring doorbell camera i mean great we found it on a ring doorbell camera goes and checks the servers i mean you're not saying you're you're not saying anything that the article didn't already say right like this is clearly like some america's funniest home videos like show us your funniest like alien costume experience like it's until november 3rd which means it's going on after halloween which means obviously lots of the entries are going to be halloween costumes obviously right like it's still pretty funny police brutality being submitted um no i wonder (laughs) they found an alien (laughs) one million dollars is a lot of money i guess isn't ring owned by amazon what is it (laughs) 
Because <laughs> one million dollars is a lot of money for a goofy alien suit, like costume video, right? But I mean, how much money was uh, America's Funniest Home vi Videos offering? Was was it a lot? Like it, it couldn't have been more than twenty five thousand, right? Like that's 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 hilarious. Do you know how many people have ring cameras? This this neighborhood is littered with ring cameras. <laughs> I think DoorDash, they are all over the place. Like DoorDash, it's got this ring and Simply Safe, they're fucking everywhere. So, so with that being said though, By the way, if either one of you with, want with, to give us a podcast promo code. With, with, with that being said though, you would think, you would think, you would think with all the ring cameras out there, we would have some fucking alien footage, wouldn't we? Yep. Wouldn't we? So, so let's talk about it, right? Like, we are in the the era where cameras. Everybody's got a camera. Everybody's yep. got a smartphone. And there's been some pretty grainy alien footage out there. But do you believe any of it, though? Where you settled at on the Fermi paradox? For our listeners who don't know what the Fermi Paradox is. The Fermi Paradox is the discrepancy between the lack of conclusive evidence of the advanced extraterrestrial life and the highly likelihood of its existence, right? As of a 2015 article, right? Um, so if it, there, there should be, right? Like there, there should be evidence of aliens, but but for some reason there is there is no conclusive evidence of aliens right like the idea that space is so vast yet yet we haven't actually encountered anybody else in the, or anything else we haven't in the even universe. found traces of anything. I mean, there's arguable traces of things, like right? Water. Like the wow signal, right? Do you know what the wow signal is? No. So the wow signal was a strong narrow band radio signal detected on August 15th, 1977 by the Ohio State University Big Ear Radio Telescope in the United States, right? Um, and they called it the wow signal because like when they heard it, it was like the, the side oh, or excuse me, the engineer that heard the signal was like, wow, what was that? That was one of those moments where it was a signal so of such a significant impact that they think it might have come from an intelligent source potentially and not in the way that like up an intelligent source was sending out a signal but in the way our radio infrastructures might be received by somebody else who accidentally happens to tune into the frequency of earth so basically like an sos signal from aliens that are probably dead not even an sos signal it would be more like a death growl no it would be more like uh for all of our millennial and gen x listeners uh when you were on a road trip and you were traveling in a state you had never been to before and you were tuning through the radio stations and you 
like accidentally like tuned into something that was like super loud and you were like wow right like because before oh, like street... when Steve and I drove to New York and we were just like scrolling through the local New York radio yes. station and we found one that was death metal yeah yeah it, yeah because before sweet. streaming you know you had to rely on radio waves right and not New York public radio is still fucking awesome <laughs> Uh, so rounding back, how do you feel about the Switch Witch tradition? Right. If I knew what toy I was getting, and if I, I really want to know what happens. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I have, I have. I want to know what happens with the rest of this candy. So they put it out on the porch, right? Uh, And there are a lot of people on the internet who are like, the parents are definitely just trying to eat her candy, right? And I'm like. Maybe they put it out on the porch for, like, you know, those late-night trick-or-treaters to, like, dig into. Who knows what they did with it. Maybe they threw it away, right? Because, as we stated earlier, American candy is absolute toxic trash. This family doesn't buy candy to give out on Halloween. So they take their daughter early. They buy her the toy. They get her the five pieces. And they use all of her winnings as the... Candy to put out on Halloween, and and they're trying to uh, pretend like they're conscious consumers. Um, that that could be that I could see That's that being not a totally insane. But plan. if but if but you, what you're saying is, if the toy is worth it, then this is a good idea. Then this is a trade you'd be down yeah, for. Yeah, like if they're all right. I'm gonna go back to like 2003, Dan Glennon, right? 20 years ago, 10 year old Dan, right? You told me that I got to trade my pillow sack of candy for Super Smash Brothers Melee. I'm probably doing it. Actually, 33 year old Dan might do that. I was gonna say, all right. So I I'm was. Not even 33. I was gonna say, based on your parents, your parents. Do you feel like this is a trade? Do you feel like the Switch Witch? Uh, so. I was saying that, and then I immediately thought about your mom, and I was like, your mom would never do anything called the Switch Witch, right? Uh, but Because no. <laughs> she's way too Catholic for that. But in a world where your mom thought the Switch Witch was quirky, right? <laughs> because Trump because Trump thought it was cool. I don't think my mom would ever describe something. Describe, describe. <laughs> I don't think my other... I don't think my mom would ever describe something as quirky as a compliment, ever. So in a world... She would would come over here and be like, yeah, Doc got some quirky decor. Mm. Immediately, I I got the vibe of that. Um, so So the answer is no. You would not trust your parents with the Switch Witch because you would end up with a potato. I would trust them if I knew what I was getting. Do you trust your parents to get you something that you would want? As a unit? Together? Yeah. Ooh. No. (laughs) My dad would have an idea that my mom would ruin. What do you think your parents would have done with all the candy? My mom would have eaten some and then the rest would have gone to waste. Oh, your dad doesn't eat candy like that? No. My parents definitely loved candy. I am I am one of the... Uh... My dad likes uh, Rolos. I remember that he likes Wow. Rolos. Wow, that is a very, 
very like white dead candy. Really, are they though? Are yeah. they though? I am a I am one of the parents who's like, hey yo, I gotta oh, no, I gotta check your candy. Milk I duds. oh milk duds are good. They they're they're good, but begrudgingly because it's like then you have to pick caramel from your teeth. I remember um, every time we would go to the movies, my dad would get milk duds. Oh, that's such because your dad's old as fuck. That's right. I yeah, love milk no, duds. I mean, but yeah, you do have to pick them out of your teeth. It's the same uh, problem with Butterfinger. It's like a, that's a very old people candy. Like I, you could go down to the fucking package store and get that for five cents I feel by like the milk bag. Kind of like movie candy. Classic. Yeah, they are. Though. Like you, if, they I, are, if though. I go to a movie theater and they don't have milk duds, I'm gonna be like, what the fuck? Yeah, what kind of you need? Snow caps, uh, milk, milk duds, duds, gummy worms, gummy worms. Um, I don't think I've ever been to a movie theater that doesn't have popcorn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, obviously you gotta have popcorn. <sighs> Listen, um, yeah, no, I definitely am one of those parents that's like, hey, I gotta inspect the candy, I gotta make sure nobody's trying to poison you, and by poison you, I mean I have to eat all of the carcinogenic candy that uh, you shouldn't be eating because my stomach is already fucked. I grew up during 90s consumerism, which was a leftover of 80s consumerism, meaning it was much worse um, by degree. It was like the sausage of consumerism instead of the original cut consumerism. No, I'm already, my, my immune system's already fucked. So I'm trying, I'm actually trying to save my son from all of that toxic, harmful, harmful um, By food all diet. all the Skittles and nerds. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and leaving any Wonka product with nothing but like Kit Kats. <laughs> and, and Give me a break, Dad! And Smarties. Kit Kat right there, son. Wow. <laughs> wow. And on that note, I think we're gonna go ahead and take another break and be back at you guys with some more spooky headlines. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. What is your favorite horror game? My favorite horror game is probably Resident Evil 4. Ooh, okay. I I don't feel like that's a bad choice, right? It's, it's, I, like a lot of people will say it's not a horror game, and that's because I don't play a lot of horror games, and it is one that's very action based. I feel like Resident uh, Evil, regardless, still counts as a horror game, even if it is more like an action thriller. I started game. trying to play the Resident Evil Two remake. And I got through like the first level, and I was like, "Oh shit, the zombies don't die." No, have you? They no, they don't actually die. Have you? No, fuck that, my nigga. Have so, you like, tried to play any of the newer Resident Evils, like Biohazard or The Village? Oh my god! If you wanted to know what playing through a Rob Zombie movie would be like, uh, that's it, right there. Let me tell you something. I love 
horror games, right? Like they're probably my favorite genre, so much so that I'm thinking about doing like a video game let's play. Do they call them let's plays anymore? I don't know if I'm showing my age anymore. Anyway, like I'm thinking about joining the horror game bandwagon, right? Because I love horror games. But dog, like these new horror games, maybe it's just like me getting old, but they give me so much fucking anxiety, bro. Oh my God, yo. Biohazard is literally like playing through, uh, what, oh, dude, what was that Rob Zombie movie? Um, uh, the Devil's, Devil's, Devil's Rejects? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like playing through the fucking, it's like playing the Devil's Rejects in like a a video. Oh my God, dude. Oh my God, dude. Like, no. It's, and I haven't even played Village yet. The one with the, like, seven-foot-tall gigantress that everybody was, like, horny for, right? Like, I haven't played that uh, yet. I've barely gotten through Biohazard. I am currently playing uh, Vampire uh, the Masquerade, right? Which is, like, a RPG, like, vampire game. And I'm doing Call of Cthulhu. It's a very, like, French revolutionary uh, it's like Eng- it's like England after World War One, I, I think. Because uh, not Castlevania Nocturnes in the. it's like in the main character is a doctor who is known for his uh advancement on blood transfusions and he gets turned into a vampire so there's like an irony there um but call of cthulhu is about a detective edward pierce who is investigating the mysterious disappearance of this uh artist on a uh island uh, whose husband is involved with one of those weird fishman cults that H.P. Uh, Lovecraft likes to write about. It's great. It also had a jump scare in it that literally made me almost fucking throw my controller at <laughs> TV, dude. When that fucking shambler came out of the shadows, my nigga. It was like, that's a game, first of all. One of the things I love the most about H.P. Lovecraft is his, uh, the way he creates atmosphere in his writing, right? Like, cause lots of people will say cosmic horror is not really that scary. Uh, It's more just like, at, at like absurd and like out there. Uh, but what I like about the way H.P. Lovecraft does cosmic horror, the, the, one of my complaints about, uh, Lovecraft Country was the way they create atmosphere. It's the atmosphere of anxiety that builds up to the way the characters go mad that I love about H.P. Lovecraft's writing. And this um, video game, I feel like, does a really great job at creating a really anxiety-inducing atmosphere. <laughs> to the point where that fucking, when that jump scare came out, um, I'm like, I was like, fuck this game. So, <laughs> fuck that shit. I ain't no bitch baby ass nigga. <laughs> you didn't, I don't, I don't think it was fair that you even did that. Why, why did, how, how did you, why? Why was that even necessary? Just no, anyway, no, it's uh, two, two great horror games. Uh, but speaking of horror games, there is a new found footage horror game that is challenging players not to scream. 
Um, according to the... And it's Une not The Quiet Place. <laughs> no, according to the Unexplained Mysteries article, there is a terrifying new video game coming out called Don't Scream that were that only requires players to simply outlast its 18-minute runtime while occupying your microphone and challenging you not to scream throughout its many jump scares. Essentially referred to as a jump scare simulator that is blatantly terrifying <laughs> and is simply just you making it to the end without audibly reacting to anything. That's the main goal of the video game, right? Um, the game uses your computer's microphone to check if you've actually screamed or not. Um, Can and you send me this article on Instagram? I need to send this to somebody in my class. They're studying jump scares with fear. <laughs> oh, okay. I got you. Like, can you send me this? Yeah, I got you. Do you want to see the trailer for the video game? Do you want to... Uh, I don't know if you want to react to... No, it, not, um, not right now. I just want to make sure before I forget. Just send me this so I can send it to her. No, hold on, hold on. I want to, I want to show you the trailer, as a matter of fact. Right, so it's kind of got like this, I don't know if you've ever seen the Slenderman video game, but it's kind of got like the Slenderman video game vibes. And there's no controlling, it's just... I don't essentially know, this is just the trailer. So, for our listeners, you're in the woods, right, it's first person perspective. Um, it's very dark to it's, the point where all you can see is slight green and everything else looks black and gray it's found footage right like it, it it's a found footage style video game um you know like 90s camera found footage style yeah oh it's getting dark now right i can't oh So there's some shadows. There so no way. I'm not. I'm. I'm gonna not scream. Yeah. yeah no. Do you, so you don't think you could play this without screaming? No. There's no way. Cause I'm waiting to scream in the fucking trailer. <laughs> like I'm already on edge. It's and I'm yeah. just watching a cut trailer where I know there's gonna be a jump screen at some point. Yeah. No. It's but, so. It's done a pretty good job at creating a terrifying atmosphere right now. Like I mean, it, it seems like you only have the light from your camera which is, is already terrifying if anybody's ever walked in a dark place in the woods with just the light from their camera it's inherently yeah, scary it's not a very big surface area at all it's it maybe makes it more blinding by mm, having that only one source of light. yeah it's like three feet in front of you right and that's it right and you are walking through the woods and in what is some pretty good definition i might add it's a pretty immersive atmosphere and that's it, right? That was the first jump scare right there. Now, I didn't scream. I didn't you, scream. You didn't scream. I didn't scream. But the game will be able to detect if you have screamed. And like I said, it's an 18-minute runtime, and you were just meant to survive that 18-minute runtime. So is it the same 18 minutes every time? I don't know. I, that, but I don't me, know. But send me that full article so I can... Okay. Uh, no, I got you. I got you. And hey, let us know. Tweet at us is this, or tweet at us. X at us is. Do you post X at us on X? Do you the everything? At us. Uh, we also have a Threads. Uh, we are at the Flood Pod on everything. And that is on everything. Just in case you were wondering where you could respond and let us know. Is this something you would be into? Do you guys get into the horror games? If you guys have any questions, feel free to email us. The flood pod at, at gmail.com. On everything. And that is Including everything. X, the everything app. 
one of the other things that has been trending recently is Netflix's new show, Encounters. It is a UFO show, as we were, you know, talking about just recently. It is a four-part documentary series covering some of the world's most intriguing and enigmatic UFO cases. Um, these include ca- the case of Broadhaven Triangle, a uh, UFO sighting that occurred over Wales in 1977, as well as a UFO case in Zimbabwe, one Didn't they over. Give it an acronym. It's like UAP. It's like unidentified flying phenomena. Uh, uh, UAPs uh, is the new technical term, right? Uh, there's also one, the Fukushima uh, lights over the power plant in 2011. So um, the series co-created by Steven Spielberg is uh, supposed to be, uh, you know, pure entertainment. Oh, but... that guy's just trying to get <laughs> catch the lightning in a bottle again. Um, was the last time Steven Spielberg had a hit? I mean, <laughs> so... With that being said, right, everybody loves a good UFO encounter, right? Those videos always do numbers on YouTube, whether the lights are in the sky in the formation of a triangle. Or they are close or... encounters. Third kind. <laughs> whether it's a weird, grainy, like, fucking 480p video of some creature crawling behind a trash can that might be just, like, a rabbit hairless raccoon. Uh, I feel like everybody loves a good UFO video. Have you, Zig, ever had a UFO encounter? Have you ever had a close encounter of the third kind encounter? Is this where you expect me to say yes? <laughs> I mean, you've always got a story tucked in your back pocket. I'm surprised yes, you I, I don't have... I UFO one time when I was about 12 years old. I was walking my dog Lassie out in the grass My pasture, nigga, do not act time, like... She started, like, freaking out and then let go of the leash and she ran away. And then all of a sudden, three lights just started descending and then I knocked out. I woke up and I was oh on the table. Oh my god, do y'all hear this man? Do not act like you haven't sat up on this very podcast and told us how you've gone on them back trails tripping on shrooms and fucking abandoned insane asylums and shit. Okay, but that time I was on drugs. (laughs) So I'm just wondering (laughs) on your mini escapades on your damn ventures you've never had a UFO encounter? I may have encountered uh, You've never seen any? I may have seen Goatman. I may have run in to the ghost of three hills i may have run into the shadowy figure at three hills i may have been attacked by the guy at Hemmerington, but no i've never run into an alien you, i don't believe in aliens just ghosts no you no <laughs> actually no for real you no, don't I'm, believe I'm, i've never run into an alien and the universe is way too vast and uh, god's too creative to only have made us but you've never had a UFO encounter before. That's actually surprising to me. Like, out of all the things that you've... Out of all the crazy stories that you've told on this podcast, I'm actually kind of surprised that you don't have a UFO story tucked in your back pocket somewhere. Did I tell the one where I snuck onto a military base? Right, and you didn't see aliens when that happened, No, right? we heard a siren that told us to get the fuck out. Ah, uh, that's funny. It was wild. So, like, we were walking in the back of this neighborhood, right? And we were just following all of these, like, like 
paths along this dirt. Like, if it doesn't, if it, if it, if it doesn't include aliens, I don't, I don't, I don't care. There What's the closest? Of, like, do not trespass signs that we blatantly trespass through. What's and the we closest? This, like, big clearing that looked like almost like Nuketown in Call of Duty, and then eventually we heard this siren, and then we looked it up on Google Maps, and that entire area that, which by he's the way, still, is he's still going to tell the story, even though Maps I said I don't totally care. Totally covered by trees. What's the closest you've ever? What is? The I closest guess, I've ever gotten to aliens, probably that. That's the closest thing you've ever, you would ever attribute. I, I herp derp myself onto a government base, so yeah. So you've never been wandering through the woods and thought you've encountered something that might have been otherworldly, other than like a ghost? Well, I mean, goat man. Uh, okay, so goat man is the closest you've come to like an alien. Hey, goat man is pretty fucking weird. I mean, yeah, He's I'm a not half goat, half man. Yeah, I'm not saying that that he wouldn't. He lives in Bowie. I don't be, know why he lives in Bowie. Yeah, but if he lives in Bowie, I'm not saying that that doesn't count as an extraterrestrial that's definitely experience. A Bowie legend, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is a very like East Coast like legend, like yeah. Central like, East Coast. Pretty legend. much, it's like it's a pretty like localized Maryland legend. Goat is it? Man. I feel yeah. like Goatman goes all the way to Pennsylvania, if I'm not mistaken. <sighs> I mean, but they also have Mothman up there, right? Like, and that is in that, that in well, itself is, so like, is like extraterrestrial. Something does live there. <laughs> I'm not kidding. But you don't think Henrington? it's but you don't Something think it's aliens though. But you don't think it's aliens though. I no, I know it's not a fucking alien. Uh, I think. Have I ever told my Hammerton story? I can tell you that over 2,000 reports of unknown objects in the skies have been reported in Maryland this year alone. Maryland is one of the most haunted states in the Union. Um, Haunted in aliens, though. Uh, (laughs) Are you saying aliens are ghosts? (laughs) What's to say that aliens aren't ethereal things to be misconstrued as ghosts. Um, uh, I do know that that is an increase, though, as far as, like, unexplained aerial phenomenon in Maryland is considered. Do you think Um, it's... Do you think people are seeing them now more because global warming has actually been destroying the atmosphere that normally would have displaced the light that allowed us to not actually see the aliens, but now we can? No, there's way more light pollution now than ever, which is why I also feel like it should be harder to see or to have UFO experiences now, right? Like, it's weird. We live in this contradictory moment where we are really, like, having to come to terms with our, like, alien fascination because, one, smartphones are everywhere, right? Like, even rural, backwoods, third-world country people like Kentuckians have (laughs) smartphones. (laughs) and can capture evidences of aliens in their hollers. And for whatnot. all of our listeners in Kentucky, you're thank, probably laughing too. Thank you for taking it on the chin, gracefully. <laughs> like you have been with throughout the entire economy. For real though, like we really are like having to come to terms with like our cryptid fascination right now, right? Because like A&E, A, the History Channel, like... All, aliens. All these, it, it's everywhere, right? Like, alien fascination has gone nowhere, 
right? Uh, TLC, everybody's got an alien hunter show, a paranormal phenomenon show. As somebody who really like well, right, loves so the difference occult. between ghost hunters and alien hunters. One of them are crazy. <laughs> the other. I'm not gonna tell you which one. <laughs> Is it okay? Okay, here's one for you. Is it crazier to believe in ghosts? Or is it crazier to believe in aliens? For the culture. For, for the culture or for the culture? <laughs> for the American pop perspective. Is it crazier to believe in aliens or is it crazier to believe in ghosts? I would say would for, you believe for the in... general American population, it's probably crazier to believe in ghosts. Would you believe in an exorcist story before you would believe in an alien encounter? Well, I'm Catholic, so yes. So if somebody told you that they were abducted by aliens, you would believe that... Show me the receipts! Less than a person... All right, so if you were at a bar and a person told you that they had been possessed and exorcised and the other person on the other side of you told you that they had been abducted by aliens, which person would you be more likely to believe? I'd ask them if their ass hurts. Both of them? <laughs> yes, both of them. The alien guy says yes, I'll believe you it. the alien guy? You're not going to believe that? If the exercise person says yes, I will also believe them. Because a Catholic priest did the exercise. <laughs> so... Which one do you feel like is more rational? More rational is probably aliens. You feel like the belief in aliens is more rational than the belief in ghosts? Yeah. Because you're betting against infinity. Right, but you're also, with ghosts, you're kind of like betting against the unknown, which I feel like falls into infinity, right? All right would you rather bet against the unknown or bet against infinity? Mm. Should we ask Reddit? <laughs> Both if are... you had to bet your life savings on mm. infinity or the unknown, which would you choose? <laughs> Both are paradoxes, right? Um, and I feel like, you know, the belief in both like the paranormal and the extraterrestrial are paradoxes if of the american pop culture paradoxes <laughs> doxes um like feel me though uh pause uh <laughs> because 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 um recently there was a study done Recently, there was a study done that shows a link between paranormal beliefs and sleep deprivation. Mm. Right. So, um, in this article, the Wiley on Library um, posted the study titled The Association Between Paranormal Beliefs and Sleep Variables, right? And in order to arrive at a firm conclusion, researchers of the study carried out, um, tried to undertake thorough research by evaluating paranormal beliefs in relation to a wide range of sleep variables in a large sample. The large sample being 8,853 participants who fell between the years of 18 years old and, um, 
who were all at least 18 years old. Oh, excuse me, who were all at least 18 years old, right? And responded to questions about various paranormal topics and sleep variables, right? The links between paranormal beliefs and other sleep variables were also revealed. And for all associations, it was found that the higher level of paranormal beliefs was associated with a poor subjective sleep quality even when controlling for age and gender effects. Ghosts don't let you sleep, dog. <laughs> but... They'll be poking you in your dreams. Ooh, what's your Netflix <laughs> password? So I feel like that is kind of like a no-brainer. Like it when 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 you stop and think about it, it's like saying like if you believe in spooky stuff, you're probably more susceptible <laughs> to spooky stuff to not getting sleep because of spooky stuff. <laughs> Right? It's like saying if you believe in ghosts, then the creaks in your house at night might keep you up for reasons other than the like, creaks yeah, in your house mice. at night. They're ghosts. <laughs> Why are they ghosts? Because it's cheaper to say it's ghosts. I, I, <laughs> I brought this article up specifically because I love the idea that there was a grant given for this study. Uh, <laughs> but it's a study that I guess needs to be conducted because... Hey, that, I mean, look, if there weren't studies conducted all of these things when we're talking about <laughs> obscure random podcast topics, you yeah. have to just guesstimate. Yo, okay, I was going to say, because I'm sure our listeners are like, why are they shitting on the study if they're talking about it? I'm shitting on the study to... It, I'm talking about it in order to shit on it. Uh, <laughs> but... But it's it's funny. It's like, funny. Yeah, like yeah, of course. Of course people who believe in ghosts and paranormal shit are getting like less sleep. Do you think they're getting less sleep than people who believe in aliens though? Aliens typically knock you out when you get abducted. At least what that's would, my experience. What would keep you up at night? Getting the idea of getting possessed by a demon or the idea of getting abducted? Which one would keep you up more at night? The idea of getting anal probe by <laughs> It's literally always the anal probe. Not not getting raped by no, some like hell demon? It's, it's South Park and graded in my mind. If I get abducted by aliens, I'm getting, I'm getting anal, anal probed. probed. <laughs> my man is like, yeah, no. I'll welcome the hat man any day over fucking. If I'm getting abducted Marvin by the aliens, I will be getting yeah. No, if it's Marvin, if it's Marvin the Martian versus Hatman, Dan is taking Hatman every single fucking time. <laughs> oh man, uh, I I don't know if you stand on the side of most people here in the zeitgeist, and I think that's just one more conclusion that none of, none this, of this is normal. normal what should be normal is buying all of your pokemon Yu Gi Oh, match the gathering flesh and blood board game card game supplies at tokenmtg.com and use the promo code Sinky to get 10 percent off of your order and thank you very much to our patrons enraged peacock and enraged peacock <laughs> but if you want to become one of our patrons you can follow us and subscribe at the flood pod on everything and don't forget to tell a friend that is on everything, everything. But seriously like we do have a patron 
and you can't subscribe to it if you're local you might be able to catch us doing comedy in the dmv circuit uh zig name all the spots you've been to i have been to fells point tavern in fells point baltimore i have been to nottingham's in columbia maryland i have been to zismos up to three times a week in hamden baltimore and there are a couple of other spots that I may be coming to tour near you. And if you're lucky, you might catch me at Zismo's one of these nights. But you can once again, and this is your last reminder, to find us at the Flood Pod on everything. I'm at Signature Doc. That's Ben. At Ziggy Star Screen. And we will be back at you guys next week. Deuces! It's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. First of all, why am I not even like surprised that I would ask you and not be shocked that you know the answer to I, what Les Mis song? I was gonna say I've seen Les Mis. Do I remember all the songs? No, uh, I just remember somebody gets AIDS in that movie, right? No, Les that's Rent. No, that's Rent. My bad. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was Rent. That Les Mis is French Revolution. Yeah, yeah. And that no, Les Mis has homo sex in it, doesn't it? It's French, so maybe. <laughs> God, I hope that goes in the pod so there is just an out of context clip of me going, Lay Miz, that has homo sex in it, doesn't it? <laughs> Are you sure this guy's a millennial? Cause it sounds like what? it sounds like a boomer. <laughs>